Royal Writers and Sisters. I am happy to be here today, which is something I did not think that I was going to say, honestly. And it is a miracle that I'm standing up here, and I'll get to that in a second, but I have been praying so hard to know what I needed to share with all of you, and I've been really humbled by this assignment to speak to you all. I'm really humbled that I have to follow these three because I admire and love and respect each of them so much, and nothing makes you feel older than when you're speaking alongside the girl you used to nanny eight years ago. But I, I was going to make a joke about how oh, I, I taught her everything she knows, but that's just so not true. It was the other way around. <laughs> I think I needed to be a nanny for Emma and Ellie and Chase so that I could learn from them. And I love the multi-family very much. So, um, in praying about what I could say that would be applicable to every single one of us, no matter how young or old we are, no matter how strong or weak our faith might be, or whatever trials or challenges we're going through, because I know we all are, and it's been a hard year, I kept coming back to the message that I shared with my own ward two weeks ago, and I apologize to the second ward um, for the repeat of this, but I, I just it's burning a hole in my heart, and I have to say it again. Brothers and sisters, we need to talk more of Jesus Christ. Not just of him, but we need to say his name more. And I don't know why it's so easy to get out of that habit where we kind of give these well-intentioned lessons, and everyone up here did a really great job, by the way, and this is not a critique of anyone, but sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in the principles and the things that we do, and we, we read our scriptures and we pray and we, we do all these things, but to what purpose? Why, why do we come to church at all? And the answer is because we need Jesus and we need to talk about Jesus. That's Nephi said we talk of Christ, we preach of Christ, we rejoice in Christ so that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. And I have to wonder, do we talk about him enough or do we just assume that we're talking about him without mentioning him specifically. And I'm guilty of that myself. I, I used to teach seminary, and I think one of the reasons why I did teach it was so that I could pick up this habit, but I, I look back and I, I kind of cringe at how many lessons I probably gave where I gave some really good lessons on ethics and how to be a good person and why you should be doing all these good things, but did I even talk about the Savior, except at the very end when I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And I know that there have been so many times when I have just unwittingly left him out. So I just, I want to keep my message so super simple today that I hope nobody will forget this. If you forget everything else that I say, please don't forget this. We need to talk of Jesus more. And lest you should think that I am some super spiritual person who's just always on a spiritual high and always doing everything right, I, I can tell you, and my husband can tell you, I am definitely afflicted with my own weaknesses and sins that easily beset me. Um, this is not something that used to come naturally to me. I don't know why, but it, felt, it used to feel uncomfortable to like, mention Jesus in regular conversation. 
Um, but I, this is a habit that I think I can credit to President Nelson for kind of planting that seed. Uh, four years ago, he gave a talk about um, drawing on the power of Christ, or I don't remember exact, the exact title of this one, but it was the talk where he mentioned how when we talk about the atonement, it's doctrinally incomplete to just say the atonement because it's the atonement of Jesus Christ. The event itself has no saving power without the man. He's the one that has the saving power. And I love that President Nelson has tried to do that with everything. He has tried to bring the Savior back to the forefront of everything that we do. Back in the name of the church, back in the, in the logo of the church, the very image of him. And if you go back and you read this into all Jennifer, Jennifer, general conference talks from this last session, every single talk, they talked about so many different topics, but every single one of them anchored to Christ. And that's where the power is. So I just want to make it clear that we don't do anything super special in my house. We don't, we don't really sit down and have like formal lessons about Jesus all the time. Um, but I wanted to develop a habit of making sure that my children were being taught of Christ regularly. And so I just set a simple goal, and I'm sorry, my, the second board has heard me talk about this ad nauseum, but we just do a really easy thing and we bought a calendar of pictures of Jesus that we keep in my son's room. And at the end of every day, we just ask, hey, Finn, how are you like Jesus today? And then we write down on the calendar what he did that was like Jesus. And I will tell you, we are not perfect at it, and it doesn't always go well. And there are some nights where I'm like, well, you weren't like Jesus today. <laughs> so I'm not a perfect parent by any means. But it's made a difference in my life. And I am not a confident person by nature, but I know that when I speak about Jesus Christ, I am 100% confident. It's interesting because uh, my talk from two weeks ago, I, I feel like I talked a lot about talking about Jesus, but I don't know that I testified enough about how it's actually blessed my life. And the Lord truly does work in mysterious ways, sometimes in very blatant ways with me, because he gave me four opportunities that I can remember off the top of my head since the time of giving that talk to now to just naturally talk about Jesus in regular conversation. And I, and I wasn't anything that I was trying to make happen or force or like, ooh, I'm going to mention Jesus today. But like, it just came out naturally. Um, I was sitting with one of my dear sweet friends at my kitchen table, actually talking to her about a personal trial that I was going through. And I happened to mention the talk that I gave in church. Because like so many of you, I, I suffer from a bit of anxiety, which is you know, not new to a lot of us. But I just talked about how the Savior helps me with my anxiety. He has the power to do that. And it wasn't... It wasn't anything profound. It, it was literally like a minute long, but I felt in that moment that I'm like, I'm, I'm sharing truth here, and I mean this. Another instance, that same night, a different friend, one of my other dear close friends, called me and wanted to go for a walk on the boulevard, on Mountain Boulevard, and just naturally, we started talking about her sister that doesn't go to church anymore. And how this sister 
she says that she doesn't believe in God at all, but that she feels something in nature. And we got to talking about how well, that's interesting, right? Because nature is a manifestation of God. And isn't that, isn't that so merciful of Heavenly Father and Jesus that knowing that so many of his children would not believe in him or forget about him, that he, he imbues his truths and evidence of himself everywhere where people might feel it, but they don't recognize that it's him. We have a duty as members of his church to point out to people who Jesus is. We can help them know that what you're feeling is, is the Savior. And I love, I love that we made a covenant at baptism to always remember him. And I've always thought that remember, okay, when we remember Jesus, we, we think about him, right? We're thinking about Jesus as we take the sacrament. We're, we're thinking about Jesus as we do whatever we're doing. But that word remember, to me it means that it's something that we knew before, which means we knew Jesus before. And that's just a gospel truth. I'm not making it up. We know that all of us, before we lived here, we were all in heaven. We were all there. And we accepted Jesus' plan. And whether anyone is a member of the church or not, if they're here on this earth, they know Jesus somewhere in their souls. And I love the thought that we can remind each other of Jesus. That's, that's what I actually feel. Is that we don't, it's not that we're teaching people new things. It's that we're reminding you of what you already know. So I mentioned that it's a miracle that I'm up here today, and it really is, because that darned anxiety hit me so hard this past week. Um, I knew at the beginning of last week that this was going to be a difficult week, because not only did I have this talk looming largely on my mind, but I had a really heavy workload. I, I work as a freelancer, freelance writer from home. Then I normally have like three to five articles that I write a week. And this past week I had nine. And so I, I went into crazy mode with my poor husband. And I was like, hey, we're not watching any TV, except if it's the chosen. And we're gonna just, we're gonna focus on your things and I'm gonna get all this work done. And by the way, I need a blessing. And I'm not shy about asking my husband for a blessing when, when I need one. And so he gave me a blessing last Sunday night that I'm so grateful for because it's been a source of comfort for me about this whole tumultuous, anxiety-ridden week. And there was one line that stuck out to me in there, and it was, I bless you that you will be able to teach and testify of your Jesus. And I don't know Jesus. I know that. He's all of ours. But I hope that the significance of those words, your Jesus, hits you in your heart, that you know that Jesus is personal to you. I actually want to thank Sister Allie for her talk, for her prayer at the beginning, because I believe she ended with something like our personal Savior, and that just hit me right in my heart. Like, he is a personal Savior, and he knows exactly what you're going through, even if you don't think he does. <laughs> and there's just one last thing that I would like to leave with you. Um, Elder Rasman gave a talk a couple years ago to Seminary and Institute teachers, and the title of the talk was, Jesus Christ is Always Answered. And there's one line in there that has stuck with us. And he said, 
Try just saying the name Jesus Christ in, perilous, in a perilous setting with one who has lost hope. Just calling upon him by name with reverence can make a difference in a difficult moment. I had to bring that to mind last night because I started having a little bit of a panic attack, honestly, about this talk. Because I normally type out all my talks word for word. And if I don't stay on topic, I'm going to go off on different tangents. But last night, I just couldn't do it. I kept typing, and it was like the cursor kept pausing, and I couldn't get past it. And I'm so frustrated that I suddenly just felt the, the panic and anxiety rising in my chest to the point where I couldn't breathe. And I had to go, this was like 10.30 at night, everyone in the house is asleep, I'm up, and I'm pacing around in my living room, and I just, I literally had my hand in my face like this, and my face in my hands, like this, and I was just kind of rubbing it and just trying to like talk myself down, and I couldn't even kneel down to say a prayer in that moment, but I remembered Elder Brass Band's promise that just saying the name of Jesus Christ can bring hope during times of distress. And I tried it. And I just said, I was, I was, I was so, so anxious. All I could say, I was just out loud, I just said, Jesus Christ, I need your help. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all when I say this. I felt as if like it was, the anxiety was washing out of me in that moment. And I just felt overwhelming peace because this is real. And I remember I, I, my husband came up after that and I'm in the front room crying. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, it works. <laughs> it's all true. Who knew, you know? So I just want to just bear my testimony that it, this is all true. And it's true because of Jesus Christ. And if we just, if we just take that extra effort to apply what we're learning to him. Yes, Jesus is patient. How is he patient with you? Are we reading our scriptures just to read our scriptures? Are we reading our scriptures to learn from Christ because he has a message specifically for you that's going to help you that day? I testify that this is all true. I testify that Christ is real and he loves you. He is, he is my Jesus and he is your Jesus. And I leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.